in this episode, we're going to be talking about agency growth in the last year. Today, I'm with James and Rich, and we're going to be having a look back over the last year and um, how we've grown as an agency since the start of the pandemic. Hi, James. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. It's been, a, it's been about three months since I've done a podcast, so <laughs> out of practice, and I'm in the wrong chair as well. So Chelsea just had to wake you up then. I know. He nodded off for a second. <laughs> just a little bit. Rich, is he, Rich you did, when was the last one you did? Uh, I don't know. It was a while ago. We like to involve the team now a little bit more, don't we, and get yeah. everyone else involved, which is great. Yeah, definitely, especially seeing us becoming experts as well in different areas that I guess you guys might not be down with the kids enough for no, anymore. No, we're too old now. <laughs> I didn't know how to say <laughs> that. We're too old and, and you do the podcast first thing in the morning. We normally need about seven or eight coffees before we can even talk, or especially <laughs> me. I think I'm halfway there now. <laughs> yeah. It is good, though, that the team are now getting more involved doing these. I think it's um, it was what we wanted originally when we launched the podcast series, wasn't it, which we get more of the, uh, more of the group involved in uh, talking about their own specialist subjects. So... I think, yeah, it's just a bit weird now where you in charge and, and sitting in that uh, in the controlling chair, let's say, and we're just being invited in as and when we need Yeah, to. we're just guests on our own podcast we now. Are. Which is <laughs> we are, it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And as we grow, uh, subject of today's podcast, obviously, but uh, as we grow as well, there's more and more people with more and more expertise. So Yeah, definitely. I think um, definitely with how we're trying to um, strategically recruit as well into the business with people and um, expanding the skill set of us all. Yeah, yeah lots so of collective knowledge, yeah. things to share. So not too much crossover, get people that are like ridiculously passionate about the things that they can become experts. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, there's been, there's been like the growth of four already, hasn't there, in, yeah. in recent days? So I think um, we just wanted to have a look back really over, um, I guess, the, the last year or so um, since the pandemic, um, some of the changing tides and what's going on in that external world that has actually enabled us to grow as well and how I guess we've been able to um, help businesses to kind of go into that digital transition and then as a result capitalise on that and grow our team as well too. Yeah, the demand's yeah. definitely been there, the amount of inbound opportunities at the minute, real good opportunities that are yeah. exciting uh, and, and yeah, we need the team to make sure we can get that work out the door. Yeah, definitely, and I think, um, so looking back then, so um, last year, um, I joined in July last year, so... Um, I think it was this week last year, wasn't it, according yeah. to the yeah. calendar? Yeah, yeah. Week. Nick's yeah. already come up to me and told me that I've been here a year on Wednesday, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's because he wants a Domino's pizza or something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. probably. Yeah. He loves an anniversary, <laughs> Nick does. Oh yeah, bless him. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think um, then since obviously I've been here, um, we saw the growth through um, bringing a new role that was completely new to you guys on board as well that you'd never had before. And then that transitioned, I guess, into the new services that we've created since and um, Rebecca coming in on board to um, help deliver those services and um, then collaborating with a client as well on those services too, which created an opportunity for somebody else. And then... Um, um, the newest role is Tiago, who started with us a couple of weeks ago, who's now our apprentice. In a yeah, it's crazy, really. I mean, I think, you know, w last, well, 2020 March, everyone kind of assumed that it was going to be some big disaster. And obviously, like every other business, we went into full disaster planning. Um, in terms especially of James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my standard... It's almost uh, like zombies, a zombie apocalypse you were planning <laughs> for. Yeah, Steel you doors. Know. <laughs> you know my theory, plan for the worst. You know, and, and actually, you know, planning for the worst put us in a really good position, actually, for coming through it 
in a really strong way. And, you know, w- I don't think any of us expected that, you know, in July 2021, we'd be where we are now. Like you say, with you coming on board, leading a new se- set of services, it's been quite different for us. And we have, it sort of opened up the scope of our inbound leads a bit more. So whereas before we'd potentially not take on business um, because we felt like we couldn't deliver it in-house very well. Um, now we can actually um, do that business with your internal team which um, then gives us a stronger balance sheet, a strong, better profitability, and also more control over those uh, the sort of client delivery side of things. Um, but like you say, with the new people that have joined, you know, Rebecca and your team, she's been a massive asset, I think, we all yeah. agree. Um, and I think you know, this sort of st- new style of relationship where we're mentoring uh, a member of staff that's really only working on one client account, that's yeah. been quite an interesting... Very uh, different. Yeah, very different for us and, you know, and for the client themselves. And I think... Yeah, early days in terms of how that's going to work out, but I think uh, it's a different. If that works out well, and we can create a model, it's something we can replicate for other um, clients in the future. Yeah. Um. And like I say, yeah, our re- recent uh, new new starter is uh, Tiago, who's probably our first apprentice for a while. Yeah, we've we've had apprentices in the past, and in fact, um, Sam, who works in our development team, he started as an apprentice with us about three years ago. I can't remember now. Uh, and we've had an apprentice prior to that as well. So. We are quite experienced at dealing with um, sort of the young people, um, you know, mentoring side of things. Uh, and Thiago seems to have picked up his job very quickly, actually. And yeah. yeah, we're looking forward to him supporting the development team in sort of the more technical servery tasks that they maybe don't like doing very much. And they rather yeah. just focus on building websites. Yeah, it's nice to see the team grow, not only the agency grow through 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 the previous year. Nobody thought we'd grow. We thought we'd just have to dig in deep and work hard and and get through this uh, this very unique year we've had. But yeah, w- the growth has been fantastic. I'm looking forward to future growth and just internal growth as well. The individuals that we've got, like John and Nick, yeah. for example, they've really stepped into them senior positions we needed them to do. Yeah. Uh, John becoming creative director, Nick senior developer. Uh, and it just made sense. They've been here a long time. They're great with the team. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think internal growth as well has allowed for us to start focusing on maybe different job roles yeah. Uh, in the future as well. I think, I, think I think it's always interesting as well. It, you have that thing where you have too many chiefs in a lot of small businesses, and I think it's a conscious effort not to get into that as well. So yeah. I think, yeah, we're aware that if, you know, more than half the team are, let's say, manager positions, and, and really at some point who does the work? <laughs> and I think, yeah. you know, we're... we're I think, you know, up to a certain number of staff, you can't really put those levels of people in. And I think we're just now starting to tip that point where we've got enough people that you start to create some element of that kind of hierarchy in the business in terms of who's in charge of what. Is there somebody that's maybe responsible for a certain service area? So like John taking on the role of creative director, and that that makes him now in charge of the creative output from the studio. And he's essentially the, the check and balance to make sure that things go out looking yeah. right and likewise nick from a sort of senior development point of view is he now sort of taking on that role of you know almost controlling how we do things from a technical point of view how we build websites what's the quality of that giving that sort of more senior technical advice role to more junior members and of staff yeah, as they come on i was going to say he's yeah. passing on lo- knowledge now he's spending a lot more time passing that down the team and they're working collaboratively and we've got younger members of the team as well, so that's handy. Yeah, I mean, age is always a thing in our industry. I think, you know, we, where we are physically located as well never really lends itself to us finding staff recruitment easy. And I think, you know, having the will to, let's say, take on younger, more inexperienced staff and have 
people that have been here a long a longer time to sort of teach them. I think you know for us it's been a, a model that's worked quite well. Um, and, you know, in the fact that every apprentice that we've had before really stayed with us um, for a number of years after that, so that you know it's sort of really borne out the point of having the apprentice because um, yeah. they've always had a job with us afterwards. Um, and I think you know having people like John and Nick to lean on and ask questions of, and you know they've been doing the job long enough, they can say, oh, I did that. You know, I've done this before. This is how I got around this problem, and then that that works really well for teaching those people then um, the particular skill set or the the problem solving element of it that they need to learn really on the job yeah definitely and I think one thing that I've noticed as well just within the year that I've been here I think um, since Nick becoming more senior within the team he's working really closely with Mike now and um, making sure that those internal processes and um, we're using Gantt charts I think for the first time ever in terms of like the whole website design through to development stage and um, also starting to plan in where like actually if people do want ongoing marketing support when can we do it it's all starting to come together in a really yeah, really streamlined really process well together, aren't they? yeah so it's not like we've got these individual like silos of teams like the design team the development team and the marketing team we actively work really really hard to ensure that it all marries up because ultimately every single product like website that goes out of the door it has to it has to be pressure tested against all three of the metrics yeah, completely. And I think, you know, as you get bigger, like you say, you, you run the risk of running into these sort of silo situations where yeah. you either end up pocketing teams together um, to have sort of one person from each discipline in the team that deals with a particular client, or you end up just with the developers not talking to the designers. And there's sort of been no bridge there. But I think we're just at that sort of nice size at the moment where everyone still gets on and knows each other. And yeah, yeah they, can, they can work as a team before we get to that point where maybe another five to ten more members of staff then you suddenly adjust that bit bigger and it becomes more difficult yeah, and when you're shifting people around the building into different rooms which is kind <laughs> of something we've got a huge building plenty of space but we want to keep everybody together so it's yeah. causing tr quite an issue everyone works really well in the large studio we've got uh but at the minute we're yeah we're at capacity so we know we never thought we'd come come to this uh, so soon really but yeah it, it is crazy space. having you know actually having a lot of space doesn't mean you've got a lot of usable space and i think that's the and like i say you have to be, think about very carefully where you put people because you know you could put everybody in their own room but it doesn't really make it a yeah. good working environment and so you know we're currently looking at how we repurpose rooms in the building to suit them the current needs of the business rather than maybe what they were in 2015 when we first moved into this building um, and I think, you know, that that's a, a very active conversation at the moment that we're trying to get done before the end of 2021 to make sure that we've sort of got ourselves into that place where if we add more members of, for example, your team, Chelsea, you guys have got somewhere to go that you can work together rather than be spread out across the entire building, which doesn't yeah. really lend itself very well to you at all, I don't think. No, definitely not. But I think as well, um, having that space um, is quite good, I think. The changing nature of the office now is something obviously that's quite topical about the pandemic and then thinking about team growth as well. We've recently, f um, well, from the pandemic, we've switched to that flexible working, work anywhere, work anytime thing. And having these rooms like the podcast studio and the boardroom as like multifunctional rooms now where we can work anywhere and anytime lends itself to 
those tasks that are more deep focused tasks where you don't want to actually be sat in a massive room mm-hmm. with everybody. Everybody's and hot desk in a little bit more now, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And I think as we um, that flexibility is kind of what keeps us agile and enables us to grow instead of being kind of in this like fixed mindset that we have to like come and like be here at nine o'clock. Yeah, sit and in your station and work away. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> takes away like the kind of task monkey nature of it and yep. um, it gives people that... Um, I guess that kind of accountability and that ownership, which is, I think, as we recruit more into the team, um, the kind of personality traits and stuff now that we want. We want people that are, they can take ownership, they're self-starters, and um, they've got the support there. Like, um, the support that you guys have given me since I've started has been great. And I think um, we can all agree that I've probably come on like leaps and bounds within the year that I've been here. But I think accountability and responsibility are traits I think that we need to start probably recruiting into the team a bit more so we can have people that don't feel like they need to come up the chain and like get everything signed off they've actually got that like confidence in themselves to make those decisions that can do the best for our clients like with Rebecca um she'll come to me with ideas sometimes and like they're absolutely spot on and having to wait for me to be around kind of it slows down that process of actually enabling that to get done for the client. So it's something that I think we need to probably work on a little bit mm-hmm. so we can keep growing at such a good rate. No, you're right. I think, yeah, I've always said to you from the day you started, you know, if you want to do it, just do it. And yeah. I know it's always something that I think when you first started, you sort of struggled a little bit with. Um, but <laughs> now I know... Everybody's used to be micromanaged. Yeah, they are. It yeah. does work. Now we're a little bit more flexible and everybody trusts each other to take responsibility. It works. Yeah, completely. And again, it's and again, it's not for everyone, is yeah. it? You know, I think some people really thrive on having your very controlled lists of can you do this now, then can you do the next job? And that other people like the independence of you do what you think's right, we trust you, we've employed you for a reason, etc. And I think, yeah, it's just finding that balance between the members of staff as we as we're growing. And I think, yeah, when we're recruiting now, we're now looking out for people that are fitting the way that we currently work, let's yeah. say. Um, and, you know, and it's all, it all ties together, really. We want the people that are going to deliver for our clients, but also fit in with the culture, with the way that we work in the office now. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Um, but, say, we're definitely in the right direction. I think, you know, it's been an interesting year, really, in terms of the recruitment and the changing faces within the business. Um, and I think, you know, we certainly seem to have a have lowered the average age of the staff, uh, especially <laughs> recently with Tiago joining. He's only yeah. 17 feel really old <laughs> um but you know it, it, that's a good thing you know it keeps everyone on the toes and it means that you know yeah. the, these younger people um who have got ideas and ambition um they they learn more they they take advantage of the things that we try and offer them in terms of trying to level their skills up um and then hopefully then that all filters through to what we can deliver to our clients which is more current up-to-date knowledge and yeah you know the, the skills that are suitable for 2021 not 2019 which are completely different so yeah definitely i think um so i'm the oldest person you actually recruited and um, i only turned 25 in february so um just to put that into context um, rebecca is um i want to say 23 24 so not too much younger than me and then um yeah tiago's not even 18 yet so um planning work nights out are a little bit tricky at the minute (laughs) 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 Um, but i think especially given like the nature of um i guess the changing landscape with marketing um 
I've worked really, really hard to be able to get my knowledge base up to a level where I'm probably at the same level in terms of knowledge to these people that are kind of like 10, 15 years older than me. But I think where we have an advantage is we're young, we're confident and we're willing to make mistakes as long as we fix them quickly. But also as well in the digital world, everything changes constantly. And the only reason that we can say that we're experts in these tools is because we are literally in them every day. And the advantage of being this young gives us the ability to kind of be those digital natives and everything that has changed subtly is actually, it's quite intuitive to us because we've coped with like these changing algorithms and changing platforms since the age of like 12 when yeah. we lied about our yeah. age to get a Facebook account. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's the, you, you've kept up with them. You were born into them digital fast-moving times and that's yeah. all you yeah. know. We're, we're just that bit we're of... We're old bit school. We're that bit of age where we could remember life before the internet. So <laughs> it's not the... Uh, <laughs> so so it, for us, it was like we had to teach ourselves these kind of things from, let's say, mid-teens onwards because it just wasn't a thing yeah. before that. And so for us, I suppose, you know... It, back 10, 15 years ago, we were sort of in the same position, but obviously now, we're now uh, at that point, which will probably agree, where we just feel a bit too old for some of the technology. Yeah. We can talk about it, and we can talk about talk to clients, and then we go, yeah, we've got a great team that can deliver this, so, so go and talk to these guys. I think I've noticed it, because like with a lot of the workshops and stuff that I do with our clients, and um, so I'll be like talking to them about, um, and I'll be putting a lot of effort into like a kind of high-level like marketing theory, making sure that they get all of this, when actually, what I really should probably put more effort on is like, so this is how you like a post on Facebook. Yeah, this is TikTok. This is how you post a status. Put your text in this box. We're not that bad. We're not that old. <laughs> no, not, not you guys, but like some client um, workshops have been, um, I think I've grossly underestimated you assume that they've got the knowledge already. Yeah, because really I think yeah. it's um, that uh, that was such a learning curve to mm -hmm. me, and I uh, and I think that's that thing where, like, for us at our age, I think we probably get that people don't have that knowledge better than I suppose the younger people do. Yeah. So you know, someone that's seventeen probably can't comprehend a somebody a CD? that. Yeah, exactly. Or There's this technology yeah. that they don't even know. Broadband was a thing. before broadband. I mean, like, yeah. Well, I was actually, Modem. I was literally <laughs> having this conversation with Jago the other day because we were talking about, uh, I was sort of um, showing him through um, optimizing websites for speed and I was trying to explain to him that the reason why it's probably more ingrained in me than him is because I remember when the internet was running off 50K modems where you download an image and it would gradually load on your page as it loaded. 14K, exactly. 14.4 <laughs> kilobyte download. Yeah. If you put an image in, game over, you've got no website. Exactly. So I was trying to explain to them that actually, if you imagine making things for things that were that bad, then whatever you do now is going to be amazingly quick. Uh, but obviously, he's never had life without fast broadband. So yeah. so he's like blown mind, can't comprehend that the internet would be that slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, a lot of the practices learned, say, 20 years ago, are incredibly relevant today because they, they just accentuate how it's well just page load speed now, isn't it, rather yeah, than yeah. the amount of data really it's just how quick it loads yeah so, so, so compression still a thing oh completely so so actually it's quite interesting to shit you know cross-generational let's say with the technology of how that actually uh, you know how they see it versus how we see it and yeah we see now going oh my god that's amazing they just go oh, it's how it is it's standard <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's that that's that technology skills gap that you hear a lot about, yeah, sort of older people struggle to get over, you know, to learn new things. And I think anyone over, let's say, 30, 40 odd, let's say, maybe, who 
that's where where they remember a lot of time before the internet, and so then they had to learn everything from scratch. Yeah, and I think that was, um, and they're they're probably the more the clients that you're sort of describing, where yeah, we possibly sometimes underestimate their technical ability sometimes yeah. or technical knowledge. And sometimes they don't want to. There's a reason they've came, they've come yeah. to us for us to do it. Yeah, definitely. Because they don't want to be living and breathing on social media. We don't. Me and James, that's no. not, that's just no. not how we operate now. Uh, you, you get a little bit tired of it all. Uh, there's so many different platforms to keep up with all the platforms. It becomes a full-time job in itself. Yeah, I think that's where having a good marketing knowledge alongside like a good kind of current affairs knowledge, mm-hmm. I guess, in terms of that space will actually help. Because if you're going to put money into something, you almost want to know that it will actually work yeah, and you need to know it. how to use it so you're not wasting money we've had a lot of that haven't yeah. we? so people advertising doing advertising themselves on social networks and just absolutely wasting money left right and center yeah. uh, whereas someone with knowledge can come in save money and get better results so it makes perfect sense yeah and i think a lot of the time as well like um we've had clients that have come to us um kind of desperately really like um they've got these like great businesses and these like long-standing brands and they've just not done anything digitally or what they have no, done just no. hasn't been like fit for purpose We've had a couple recently haven't we big brands yeah. that we're well and truly aware of and their yeah. digital knowledge is just an apprentice in a cupboard somewhere <laughs> trying to help <laughs> yeah. them out and and you assume they had a big marketing department to do it and it turns out that that's not the case yeah no and i think it's something that they can often find quite daunting and then um, they obviously get they get talking to like other people and they realize actually why is this marketing manager who's half my age telling me how to like run my business and it can be quite funny sometimes they're the ones still sending out catalogs for (laughs) people to order from and things yeah Uh, and and they've got i think they've got the long-term relationships with customers so the business always comes through the door yeah when it comes to stepping into the unknown that's where they get scared and it's good that they've reached out to us to to help them with that transition really and it's working really well, especially with the clients you've taken on board recently. They're, they're, getting, they're seeing fantastic results. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one thing that, like, um, in terms of, like, as we grow, we want to grow with our clients and take on board, like, more work and offer work to them that we think will actually fit Yeah, proactive, come up with ideas. Yeah. And it's nice to have that breathing space now. In the past, we necessarily didn't have that space. And now we, as a team... We're collectively coming up with and, and approaching clients with proactive ideas and they're just saying yes, yeah. it just works. Rather than the reactive approach, the client asks for something, it gets delivered. We've, we've made that shift in the last year or so. Uh, I do like the proactive approach. It makes you, makes you feel like, I don't know, you're coming up with ideas and that them ideas are paid for in yeah. a way. Rather than, there's no incentive there if it's just project-based work, but because we're relationships now, yeah. it's ongoing relationships. We see and chat to the clients quite often it makes sense for us to become an integral part to their department. Which so is the topic yeah. of a following podcast. So we'll, uh, I'll, I'll cut you off at oh, that point. point. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'll end up um, giving away we'll the next podcast. We'll continue. We'll have a 45-minute long podcast. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably already is. James never shuts up. No, no. No, not too bad on this one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll cut this one here. And um, thank you very much for listening. But if you want to get in touch with us, um, you can find us on the usual channels or hello at sewmarketing.com.